Well, there's not much to say about this morning's FOMC meeting, but what there is to say, we'll say it in just a moment. Plus, a weaker euro with vaccine concerns and a bit of argy-bargy with AstraZeneca. Has Britain nabbed all the jabs? Uh, We'll look at the earnings season and the fall in shares. Have investors pushed as far as they can? And US data a little weaker. Job claims numbers again tonight as well. And what about US GDP? It's Thursday, the 28th of January, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the ECB might be worried about a falling US dollar, but right now it's rising up 0.4% today on the DXY. There's no doubt, uh, of course, that is the opposite of the general trend. Of course, the US dollar is also up half a percent on the Canadian dollar, with the euro down a third of 1%, the pound down just a little bit, 0.1%. The Aussie is one of the biggest losers, though, down 0.7%. US equities are down quite a lot, actually, almost 1.6% for the S&P 500, 1.1% for the NASDAQ, 1.3% for the Dow. Big falls in Europe, too. 1.6% down in the Eurostoxx 50, 1.8% down for the DAX. Two basis points off 10-year Treasury yields, down to just 1.01% now. Still 10 basis points higher than the start of the year, though. And oil is up 0.3% for WTI with uh, crude stockpiles for falling 10 million barrels in the US last week. That helps to account for that. But uh, that's the most since July. But the oil price rise wasn't enough to help the US dollar this morning. Uh, today's uh, Rodrigo Cotrill is with me, a senior FX strategist at NAB in Sydney. So let's talk about the, the Fed first of all. Uh, we're recording this uh, between the statement from the FOMC and Jerome Powell's press conference. Look, we so we know the headlines, no change in rates or in QE. Uh, it really depends, they've said, on the progress of the vaccine. Very hard to plan, isn't it, when that is such a an overarching factor so we just but we have to wait and see and they're basically saying they're going to do the same yes uh, morning phil so suppose the the, the first point to, to make in terms of what has changed in, officially from 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 the statement is that now there's there's an acknowledgement in terms of the the, the moderation in terms of the pace of the recovery uh, with highlighting particularly the performance of uh, consumers uh, and also the, the labor market in particular. So uh, it, that's an important, if you like, aspect in the sense that as much as the Fed believes that the current uh, policy setting remains very accommodative and that financial conditions will also remain very accommodative, uh, there's certainly a concern now that we've seen a slowdown in the pace of the recovery. So, so that's one kind of big highlight, if you like, of the new, new, new news. Uh, at the same time, the other kind of new aspect is that now that the Fed is also tying officially, if you like, the, the pace of the economic recovery uh, or acknowledging the dependency around the course of the virus and also the progress of vaccinations, which of course is a, is a big thing, not just in the US, but around the globe. So um, that there's an important aspect because now we have to wait and see what Fed Chair Powell says. Um, but it, it, it probably seems likely to suggest that he'll sound very dovish. And, and also kind of remind everyone that the Fed stands ready to do more if needed. And, and if we see an acceleration or a continuation of this moderation in terms of the recovery, uh, that will certainly open the door for the Fed to, to stimulate the economy even more. So like this rise in the US dollar, um, is that that we've seen, is that largely the, the, the fall because of the fall in the euro? Because there's been a bit of bad news, hasn't there, from that part of the world. We've got uh, delays on vaccine deliveries. Uh, some pretty bad data as well coming out. Uh, but, you know, on the vaccine thing, the Europeans are claiming that, uh, that the firm that's making them AstraZeneca is favouring the Brits. So there's a bit of a storm brewing behind all of this. So is that what's uh, upsetting the markets a little bit uh, in Europe? Um, yes, uh, it's probably fair to say there's, there's a combination of things. And uh, in terms of the dollar strength, it's mm. not just the euro. It's, it's a broad sort of uh, performance of the dollar against most all currencies, really. 
Um, so it's a combination of a, a risk-off environment yeah. that so, so risk it's a risk-off environment, but it's actually been driven, if you mm-hmm. like, from bright news coming from from Europe. Um, um, in particular, as you mentioned, this AstraZeneca spat that is is getting messy. People are not answering phone calls apparently. Um, but we also had commentary coming from uh, ECB unofficial, unofficially from ECB's uh, representatives, uh, but also uh, the Dutch uh, ECB president, uh, Dutch central bank president, not who is uh, really a, a hawk in the whole sort of spectrum between the ECB um, uh, council. Yeah. Um, Calling out the, the the fact that you know uh, the further declines in the negative rates and the deposit rates in in Europe is a possibility, um, and that we need to be prepared. And that uh, he himself says we don't know where the lower bound exists. Um, it could be minus one. It could be further. So um, again, uh, this kind of goes back to what we mm. heard yesterday in terms of the ECB saying that um, they're kind of having a closer look at the euro appreciation, uh, and then of course now we. It's a reminder of what Lagarde said last week that uh, all tools are at the disposable uh, and disposal, and the, uh, the consideration of a decline in, in the deposit rate is still a, a possibility. So we saw the the euro gap lower um, on on those news, uh, but the, the broad yeah. risk of environment that has, has helped the US dollar is also a function of you know this sort of concern that vaccine rollouts are, are being very slow, um, which also yeah. has implications in terms of from a, an equity perspective of when do you think this recovery is really going to become broader and stronger. Uh, and at this stage, many many are sort of banking on the idea that Northern Hemisphere will be in a, in a happy place, if you like, by, by the summer, tourism and so on, and activity will rebound. Uh, but the pace of, particularly in terms of vaccinations in Europe, is a concern and challenging. Well, 2%. The, the, the perception. T- just 2% of the population in the in the EU right now. It's 11% of the UK population has been vaccinated, 7.5% for the US. Obviously, Australia's got a lot of catching up to do as well, but just 2% for the EU population. A lot of people there. It doesn't sound like they're going to be back on track for summer, does it? And then we've got travel regulations getting tighter as well. The UK has just closed travel from South Africa and South America. Norway is closing all travel to, to all but essential visits starting on Friday. Uh, the UK heard from the Prime Minister that the schools aren't going to be going back till March at the, at the earliest i mean even uh, if we step outside china even uh, europe sorry and go to china even you know where they've got a v-shaped recovery the pboc is saying you know they're reluctant to to remove any support too quickly there as well so things aren't going to recover you know we're not things are not going to leap back into action in the middle of this year are they well, that, that is kind of basically the, the challenge at the moment. I think that the equity market in particular has been quite positive in mm. terms of how quickly the, the recovery will, will come. Uh, and now, obviously, the, the introduction of more lockdowns rather than taking them away or extending lockdowns uh, is challenging the view, in addition to, as we said, the, the vaccine story. So it's, it's certainly yeah. been a bit of a reality check in terms of the equity market performance today. Um, which, you know, has started in Europe, but it's still also evident in, in the US as well. Well, is there also an element that, you know, there's just rising concerns that valuations might have risen too high anyway? There was an article in the FT suggesting today that, you know, this could be a bit like the dot-com bomb all over again because retail investors are the ones who've been jumping in on new economy stocks, which is why the, the Nasdaq's risen so much. I mean, it's up almost 50% in a year. You'd have to be worried about that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of articles at the moment in, in many newspapers and, and Bloomberg as well as to whether we are kind of in a bubble. 
there's a lot of evidence that um, there's a lot of like kind of fundamentals driving the, the equity market or some some shares in particular performance. Um, so and and basically it's sort of that that sort of mentality that you buy something because someone else is going to buy it at a higher price. It's not mm. it's not really a good indication of, of of a healthy state of the the equity market. So certainly a lot no. of concern around that. Uh, but I think that this sort of vaccination story has kind of been, if you like, the catalyst for for the reality check that we're seeing. Yeah. At the moment. Well, that we of course are in the middle of the earnings season as well. Microsoft earnings showed a record quarter. So maybe there is justification for some share prices. So Microsoft's up about 2%. At $40 billion in sales in a quarter, largely through cloud computing, which obviously is a, a, you know the nature of the times that we live in. Uh, and after the US closed today, uh, fairly soon, Apple and Tesla. Uh, so that's going to have some influence on share prices as well, isn't it, if those results are good? Yes, I mean, Tesla, if anything, has been one of the sort of big focus and it's had a big influence in yeah. terms of the S&P 500 performance with the moment it came in. So it's certainly going to be focused. And even after the bell to, tomorrow, if you like, in the US, we also have Visa, MasterCard and McDonald's, which also tends to be a bit of a well bellwether as well. So lots of reporting there that is inevitably going to be a source of volatility as well. Now, uh, not any outstanding data from the US overnight was the mortgage applications are well down, the Richmond Fed manifest. Manufacturing index is lower. We saw a big drop in durable goods orders in December. So what does that tell us about what to expect with the advanced Q4 GDP numbers for the US today? We shouldn't be overly optimistic, I'd suggest. Well, it's funny, funny you say that because, I mean, in terms of the, the, the expectations, it's still for a pretty solid uh, annual, annualized print of above 4%. The market is somewhere between 4.1% and 45 uh, But if you look at the Atlanta Fed's GDP now, it's, it's very punchy, suggesting a, a, you know upside risk that you can even see a rise to above 7%. So it's a mixed picture ahead of the, ahead mm. of the number. But I think that the, the story really is about Q1 now. You're expecting a rebound to, to occur in Q4. But now, because of the the, the, uh, the sort of the, the wave in terms of vaccine, uh, virus and and also the restrictions that have been introduced, uh, Q1 looks challenging for the US uh, again. So it's a bit of a, a stop start, if you like, scenario. Um, which the question is: Is it just going to be Q1 or is it going to go into Q2 as well? Yeah, well, people have got to get back to work, haven't they? Uh, so they can start spending. And those weekly jobless numbers that we've been seeing haven't been too good. I mean, uh, over nine hundred thousand claims for the, the last couple of weeks. They seem to have plateaued, uh, and we'll find out tonight, won't we, which direction they're heading, or are they just going to stay around that number? Yeah, there's a lot of speculation that maybe the the rise that we've seen in recent weeks has been driven by the the challenges of seasonality around the end of the year. Um, um, but even even if there was a bit of a seasonality factor, uh, if even if you get a number along the lines of consensus, which is eight hundred seventy five thousand k, it's still a pretty big number, and um, and it's still suggesting that there's a lot of weakness in the labour market, which again is is a reminder that sort of the rebound will be from a much lower starting point as well. Now we get uh, German CPI later on, uh, but speaking of inflation, Aussie inflation, as NAB predicted yesterday, a little higher than expectations obviously nowhere near enough for the rba to be paying too much attention to it though yeah uh, i have to say a good call from tapas um we were kind of a bit of a, an outlier calling for a higher uh, headline cpi <laughs> number um and as tapas pointed out there were so those those factors playing a, a big part like tobacco and and also the um childcare that now we have to start paying you know proper childcare without the government subsidy so that that pushed up the, the headline number uh, importantly, though, when you look at the, the the sort of core reading, which is what the the NAB is, or rather the the RBA looks 
said, it's still very subdued inflation. Um, and uh, it's still kind of, in, in, ten, in terms of policy, uh, it's not going to rattle the, the RBA thinking in terms of the expectations that inflation, at least core inflation, will remain subdued for an extended period of time in Australia. Yeah, I think so. Now, look, New Zealand uh, gets its trade data for December. Japan publishes its retail figures as well, uh, also for December. I think that's just about it, really, for today. Look, look just before we go, we report in City AM, which is a London new, uh, finance newspaper. They're saying uh, that the trade deal between the UK and Australia will be tied up as soon as March. Uh, they reckon they they think it's that progressed, uh, so it's going to make it easier for Brits to work in Australia and vice versa. Plus, cheaper wine for Brits, and uh, what does Australia get? Cheaper Royal Dalton pottery. Like, <laughs> you know, Brits get the wine. Just you get what the, we want it. The, I think I can see who's the winner in that deal. That's right. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> anyway, you won't worry too much about breaking it, perhaps, if it's uh, it's going to cost less. Uh, good to talk. Catch you again very soon. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. Talk soon. Cheers. They tell you the Brits are going to buy so many Tim Tams. There's nothing comparable in. Brit- Britain or mint slices or twisties. I think they're all going to do really well. That's it for today. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then.